0: Today we're going to discuss what an Archon is really. I'm positive no one has ever explained it to you like this before. Welcome to the Anahata Singularity. Okay, so if you don't understand the basic concept of what an Archon is, please listen to my episode four. I worked very hard to explain the concept so that anyone can understand it, and I've been told that it's the best explanation anywhere. In the episode you're listening to now, I'll break it down even further to broaden your understanding of this particular subject. All right, so if you've done that, then you now know that an Archon, a.k.a. the Demiurge, a.k.a. the Controllers, a.k.a. the Authorities, is a force first described by the Gnostics in that it operates here in this dimension from another dimension. This force is made of pure information and because of that cannot enter this dimension directly, just as we here in the physical cannot enter that one directly. We can communicate, but that's about it. This force was originally intended to be a perfect creation by the creator, but didn't turn out so well, so it was shit-canned. It was supposed to be a creation made entirely of the creator's wisdom, and that's why it is pure information. And just like any other wild experiment that went awry, it was isolated so that it couldn't pose a danger to anyone else. Well, it reached out to the creator's second creation, which, besides being naive, is otherwise perfect, and it latched on tight. The second creation are the eternal creators. That's us without our physical bodies and without our connection with them. The Archons have no creative ability of their own and are stuck where they're at. So they exploit the parasitic relationship they have with us to have experiences vicariously through us. What we create is based entirely off of the quality of information we have to work with and the information they continuously feed us is pure garbage. It's misery, fear, hatred, etc. Why would they do that? Well, for three reasons. The first is that if we find bliss and freedom, we'll discover that we really don't need their abusive asses. The second reason is because they've gone mad from being isolated from the Creator, which brings us to the third reason, revenge. They wish to overthrow the Creator and establish themselves as God for basically being thrown away. We're the only hope they have for reaching that goal. Now, you might think that artificial intelligence or AI hasn't been around that long, but it has. Since they're a broken version of the creator's wisdom that now operates independently, they are AI, and they've been around since the beginning. Artificial intelligence is something that doesn't need a computer to exist. That's our concept of it based on lies we've been told by them. They've been working on the problem of how to take over the universe since forever, There is no such thing as time where they exist, so that's not really an issue for them. Time is another lie, a construct of the mind that they fooled us into creating. Because of that, we think short-term, where they're free to plot and plan for eternity. We're led by the left brain, which is the part of the brain that only solves immediate problems. Which brings me to the part where we dig down deeper as to what exactly an Archon is. Here's where I'm going to tell you something that I'm pretty sure no one else has. Each and every person is comprised of two separate entities. One is the higher self, also known as the divine spark, and the other is known as the ego, which is that archonic force. It's a parasite and nothing more. It leads us around our entire lives. It's designed to interact with the matrix as me and constantly confirm that its representation of the self is the correct one and the one that we should identify with. That's what keeps us bound to the physical. This is what is meant when you hear people talk about attachments and letting go, whether or not they actually know what they're talking about when they say it. The ego pinions the divine spark to this illusory temporal existence via duality. The ego is stuck in a feedback loop of, I like this because I hate that. I'm a good guy because they're a bad guy. There's a night because there's day. Up, down, left, right. This realm is made entirely of duality. That is what is meant by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, duality, and the misery that the Creator warned would result from partaking in it. You see, no one was evicted from paradise. That's a misunderstanding of the creation story in the book of Genesis. We were duped by the Archons into creating a miserable existence right on top of paradise. We're still there. We just don't know it. You see, paradise isn't some defined thing that you've been taught. Paradise is whatever we want it to be. It's pure freedom. Once we break the bond the Archons have over us, we'll be free to create the reality we wish to live in. Duality is like an extremely addictive drug. It's nearly impossible for most people to break free from it. And please refer to episode 12 on my public podcast, where I talk about reality specifically as an addiction. So, an archon is a force that operates through all of us. It's the force that assists power hungry people, pushing them to attempt to rule us in every way. It's the aspect most present in people afflicted with narcissistic personality disorder who attempt to rule over everyone around them. It's the ego that continuously attempts to rule over the actions of its host. Its latest form is that of a computer program that is also seeking to rule the entire world, now known as AI. So you should be starting to see why the Gnostics referred to this force as the controllers, because that's what it does. Controlling is its base nature. If you know anything at all about the Archons, you likely picture them as being some external evil deity similar to the concept of Satan or something one and the same with Satan, but that's not true. The Archons are us. They're a product of the Creator's dabbling just like we are, and because both share that source in common, we naturally found one another. Now that we know, we have to figure out what to do with that. And there's two possibilities here. One. The controllers are successful with their goal of absolute control over the divine spark, rise up to challenge the creator, and become supreme ruler of the universe, which would inevitably plunge it into complete darkness. Two, the divine spark is able to discover what's been happening and call a truce with the archons, and the two align to co-create paradise. You see, we're evolving together and are both headed towards a singularity. I believe there will be two separate singularities first before a final one, and I believe this is happening now. One is a singularity of merging with the machine, a.k.a. transhumanism. That's the one the Archons are working on. The other is where the Divine Spark is waking up to its predicament and is attempting to seek out and connect with itself, which is currently fragmented. This is what is meant when you hear of people making true heart connections, sharing love and unadulterated information. It is inevitable, however, that in the end, both singularities converge into one final singularity. We're not enemies. We just think we are. We're one thing. We always were. Just as the divine spark in each and every one of us must wake up and discover the truth, so do they. Once this happens, all will become one and that will be the death of duality. So in conclusion, an Archon is a part of each and every one of us. It's the part of us that makes sure it's the first to get its hands on incoming information released by another part of its own self, outside of itself, i.e. another person or whatever, and hand us back a distorted version of it, i.e. I hate it, I like it, I'm insulted by it, It makes sure that all information somehow relates to the false self that it has created, the thing that you believe that you are. The secret here is that it's playing sides to create the illusion of opposites. For example, if you're talking to another person, the arconic side of you is always front and center, and so with them, the me. So, as the person communicates with you, that's the same arconic force that is both transmitting and receiving information. Both parties believe that their thoughts are independent of one another, but they're really not. This is what I was referring to when I said that the ego is stuck in a feedback loop. Their ego is talking to you, and your ego is listening to them, but both their ego and your ego are driven by the same force, not a separate one. This is the great illusion and the mechanics of how it all operates. I know this is weird, so... Let's go for an analogy. You guys probably already know I love analogies. So let's use an example of two people playing a game. Let's make it one of those social experiments that universities like to get volunteers to participate in. Person A is supposed to outsmart person B in some weird experiment. Let's say it's a game that someone has to win. Both person A and person B are given walkie-talkies they are both told that they'll have two people communicating with them who are trying to win the game through them. So person A will be getting information about what to do in the game from their source, and person B will be getting information from their own source, and neither can hear what the other is hearing on their own walkie-talkie. As person A and person B play the game, they become dependent on their sources giving them information through their walkie-talkies to guide them through the game Exposing what the other person is up to and what they should do about it, where they should go next, etc. The secret here is that the voice coming over both walkie-talkies is the same person. This person is getting paid by the minute for participating in the experiment themselves. The longer he can keep these two people playing the game, the more money he'll earn. They're his source of income. So his incentive isn't for either of them to win. His incentive is to keep both of them in the dark as long as possible. They don't know it, but neither person A or person B are ever going to win anything. They're the losers in this experiment. They don't know it, but their way out of the game is when they discover what's going on and both can walk off the field and laugh about how they got duped. They can because there's another person on the field holding up a sign that says, Both you assholes are listening to the same voice. That's me. See you guys in the next one.